I roll with you, Neil, whatever. Whatever. No, not on this one, Michael. On this one, you're on your own. I figure this is the best thing to do. This is the best thing to do. I got plans. I'm going away after. So for me, the reward is maybe worth the stretch. But Elaine takes good care of you. You got plenty put away. You got T-bonds, real estate. If I were you, I would be smart. I would cut loose of this. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. My day is 6 a.m. to noon, and I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking it takes 24 hours, just like some dude in a cave did 300 years ago. My second day starts at noon and goes till 6 p.m. That's day two. And then the next day is 6 p.m. to midnight. What I've done now is I have changed and manipulated time. 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 The action is the juice. It's Mike, it's Chuck, and it is week 10 of your fantasy football season. Uh, Hopefully, you aren't in rebuild mode. Uh, If you are, though, uh, I feel you. I've got a couple teams that are are steering that direction. Most of them planned rebuilding years. I have a nice uh, two and seven dynasty team uh, on FFPC that uh, I'm just bailing. Everything's getting tossed off the boat at this point. Um, which is kind of fun to do. Um, but also, um, it is a very, very pivotal point in the season. It's now playoff push time or or get off the pot, bud, um, especially in Dynasty Leagues in particular. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to do a update on the, the Dynasty Top 150 here this week or next week because I think a lot of stuff has shifted. But yeah, this is Action Items for Week 10. This is the NFC episode, and that'll be... Uh, your, your conductor for this joint will be Chuck Perry and I will do the AFC episode next. Um, but yeah, anything you want to jump into before we start, uh, jumping through teams? Yeah, it's a good time to look back and kind of see where you're at this season. Uh, thankfully for all of the teams that we co-manage, we are, um, sitting at, uh, either first place or second place, uh, in our two FFPC main event teams. So we are on track towards the playoffs. It's a shortened regular season only have 12 weeks of the regular season but uh with an eye towards the playoffs if you are on that path it's time to start looking at playoff matchups time to start thinking about handcuffing your running backs uh time to start playing a little defense rather than necessarily shooting for weekly upside but we'll probably do a uh playoff strategy episode or at least some sort of update coming up so uh you'll be well taken care of yeah yeah, no, that, that'll be awesome. Um, yeah, I think in the co-managed and the FFP um, site uh, leagues that I'm in are, are pretty healthy. They're doing the things I want to. Some of my redraft leagues this le- this year, uh, I don't know if it's because scoring is down overall and maybe it's about to bounce back. I guess that was one of my questions I wanted to, I wanted to start with is sc- scoring is, I think, in the worst place it's been in the last like, 10, 11, 12 years, depending on what you look at through this point in the season. I don't know necessarily if it's going to change. Um, so I don't know if this is the landscape moving forward the rest of the year, or if, you know, some of that positive regression, which is sounds like a really dumb term, but it's the way for people to understand the term regression. They don't, <laughs> that fight against it regression, uh, to, uh, 
you know, our normal uh, point totals for games might happen the last eight weeks of the season, but I don't know. Um, scoring is down and it's, it's hurt fantasy overall. Um, I guess you have any thoughts on, do you, do you expect a bounce back? Yeah, it certainly started out really slow this year. There was a lot of talk of the, um, you know, two high safeties really uh, reducing the, exactly reducing the big plays, and um, it's led to productive seasons for um, you know power slot receivers like your Amon Ross, St. Browns, your CD Lambs. But uh, you know, you're not ha- seeing the lids being taken off, and outside of the uh, last Houston Texans game, you're not seeing those totals in the 60s and 70s like you have in seasons past. So um, I think there should be some uh reversion to the mean uh positive regression however you want to say it it's just whether that comes this season or it takes an off season for offensive coordinators to adjust yeah it's it's funny the the waves that the nfl goes in in terms of hey everyone's going four wide or five wide every place so i need to stack my roster with with defensive backs right okay well everybody's like trying to take the top off my defense so i'm going to roll out two deep safeties and dare you to run the ball 25 times also, no one is equipped to do that. I don't know, 25 of the teams cannot do that. They are not structured to run the ball at you um, that much. So I don't know if it's a complete uh, wheel yank back over here to like, hey, couple tight ends on the field and a big-ass running back next year, at least to have some kind of answer for that, that deep shell look that, okay, well, I'm going to move the ball inside the 20s on you on the ground and then we'll see what happens because I don't know a lot of teams are getting shut down I mean the the Texans are one of the most like helter skelter teams right now and that's what happened to them last week Panthers were like yeah play in front of us dump it off if you can run the ball run the ball bud I know you can't um so I don't know if teams like yank the wheel back all the way back to hey I need to be able to run the ball effectively 25 times a game uh and get first downs that way or not but it depends on if they think this is a um you know, a trend or just kind of a, a fluke of one season. But without further ado, we can jump into the, the NFC side of the slate. For this All right, week. let's go back to uh, alphabetical order and to the Arizona Cardinals. And it is the return of Kyler Murray. Yes, the toddler who looks like he stole his mother's phone and is running away with it. That's not mine. I stole it from somebody on Twitter. Um, he is the rising tide that hopefully is going to raise all boats. So your Hollywood Browns, your Michael Wilsons, your Trey McBrides, uh, and maybe even James Conner, uh, who's had his 21-day window open this week. The action item for this team is um, see what you can do to get some of these pieces on your roster. I think people are probably wise to the game and thinking the same way that you are. But um, if you have been following us all season, we've been talking about holding the, the Hollywood Browns, the Trey McBrides. Uh, I'm not really a James Conner guy, but he was putting up numbers earlier in the season. So uh, I'm hopeful to see what this potentially potent offense coupled with a pretty bad defense can look like over the second half of the season. Yeah, James Conner's uh, return from IR window uh, open and his practice window as well. So hopefully he's on the way back. Uh, that's been a mess, just trying to chase that backfield. Um, I think what I've experienced at least in my FFPC dynasty leagues, whether they're super flex or not, is people have fonder memories of Kyler Murray than we last saw him. Like from the trades I've received and accepted for Kyler Murray in the last like 48 hours, 
Uh, people expect Kyler Murray to come back and be a top six, seven quarterback, like immediately or moving forward. And he, that man didn't really live there the last time we saw him play football. Um, there was a lot of garbage time, a lot of crazy fourth down points being put up, but he just wasn't, I don't think he was a top 10 quarterback the last time we saw him. So interested to see uh, where he lands, but I've traded away Kyler Murray in two different leagues. Um, I think I had him in three FFPC. Uh, one was in a super flex. I got a first plus, and then the other one was in a one quarterback where I got a second plus a player. And so the valuation on Kyler Murray coming back after this crazy long absence is a late first um, and standard. And I think in super flex leagues at this point. So if you can get that kind of return, like I think the, I think we're just getting, um, you know, yesterday was a better day uh, kind of syndrome with Kyler Murray right now. So if you can cash in on that, um, feel free. You probably have other op- you have other options. He has not played this year, <laughs> so you have other solutions to jump to. Yeah, the lesson with that is it seems like about every year or so you get an opportunity to buy a QB1 uh, in Dynasty. There's some discount that you can take advantage of. I think a year or two ago, Kyler got as high as QB3 or 4. Uh, right after his injury late last year, you could get him for a second-round startup pick, uh, a late first. Uh, and that value really persisted through definitely through draft season this year, I think as word got out that he was going to come back and play a non insignificant portion of this season, you saw his value start to creep up again. Uh, looking at keep trade cut right now, he is valued between a 24 early first and a 25 early first. So in a super flex league, you're talking about Drake may Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, yeah, but that's kind of interesting. That's an interesting exit point if you if you bought for a second and now you can sell for something like that. Uh, conversely, if you are a rebuilding team, Kyler was the perfect guy to buy a couple weeks ago. And so the lesson is there's always a top shelf quarterback, and he and he has contract security. He's gotten his second contract. He's going to be a starter for a couple of years there's always the opportunity to buy players like that low. Usually it's an injury discount uh, with Watson. It was a, um, you know, a legal situation, but he became very cheap too. And then draft season this year, was right back up to a first round startup pick. So if you are not trying to contend right now, those, those type of values are available. If you keep your eyes open. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting off my, my shares right now, but um, it's because I didn't, need him necessarily or because i'm i'm getting a first plus and that's hard to turn down for a rebuilding team um so yeah there's kyler murray to the atlanta falcons and finally finally the word seems to be out that arthur smith might be adult <laughs> i don't know if uh, you guys follow coachspeakindex.com but there was a five minute answer that was very rambling as to why they're not using the player that they spent a high first round pick on who's being out carried by his backfield mate um, in Tyler Algier. And I think that it's going to be one of those squeaky wheel type narratives where you might see Bijan's usage over the last, however many games they have uh, really spike. And so you might get to see him in the green zone at the goal line. Uh, it was already very effective in the past game. Um, 
Drake London is still out, so keep an eye on him. He's obviously a fringe starter anyway, but I think I like Bijan Robinson rest of season. Whoever has him now is going to be frustrated with him. You might be able to get him for cheaper than the first round pick ADP that he went uh, back in draft season. Yeah, Bijan's kind of like the perfect uh, poison pill at this moment. You had to spend a first round, uh, probably late first round pick on him, and he's delivering like a third or fourth round pick. So that's the kind of stuff that ruins you. Um, it looks like Drake London might play, um, this week, but you know, at this point in the season, you're probably not really in a spot where you have to throw him in your starting lineup. If you are, your team's probably not competing and you're probably in uh, a dynasty league, um, where you're probably building towards the future and you probably acquired him halfway through the year, but it's, uh, yeah, I, there's we've gone so far as to like start Reddit threads about how Arthur Smith got his job <laughs> and his family ties, which is awesome to me because uh, that guy sucks so effing hard. Like, please get out of here. Please get fired. Like, how many more games are you going to lose to a backup quarterback? Like, how many more, bud? Like, what are we going to do? How is your team going to be worse next week? But uh, yeah, they have a they have a really soft schedule coming up. So if they don't go on a little bit of a run and make a little hay over the next month. Um, it might be a different dude. It might be a different uh, bag of worms over there on the, on the sideline calling plays. So, um, yeah, I just – I'm trying not to – I'm not highly leveraged on Bijan or really any leagues that I care about that much, so it hasn't driven me crazy. The Drake, Drake London thing, like, I don't know. I, I took my, my medicine week one and I think week two whenever he kind of flatlined, and now anything I'm just – anything that he does, I'm considering a win or just like progress. So I don't know. We have told the same copy and paste, same thing about the Falcons since week one or two, like, Hey, imagine if Arthur Smith isn't there and, uh, Caleb Williams or Drake Mays, the quarterback, that'd be neat, huh? Uh, and we are closer friends. We are, we're halfway there, I think. So, um, hopefully the Falcons can just use the players on offense that they drafted to use on offense. That'd be great. Um, Yeah. To the Panthers of Carolina, where it has become the Chuba Hubbard show. He is the clear lead back over Miles Sanders again, 63% of the snaps, 20 touches. Not the most efficient uh, production out there in the world, but on that kind of volume, you can certainly uh, kind of close your eyes and accept a uh, relatively mid-floor RB2 um, certainly disappointing for Miles Sanders backers. I don't really see a whole lot else out of this offense. You still got a pretty good target week from Adam Thielen last week. I think I'm still confident in his role going forward. I still think he's an exit in a, in a dynasty format, but rest of season, I'm very comfortable plugging him into my wide receiver two, wide receiver three spot. I don't think there's not much else to talk about with this team. The, the pie is not big enough. I mean, it's, it's one running back a week. Decide whether that's Chuba or Miles Sanders. Right now it's Chuba. It could easily go back to Miles Sanders if he's productive um, this week and maybe the next, which he's shown nothing to indicate that. The evidence is not there. And then there's one wide receiver they can support, and that's been Adam Thielen, oddly enough. Um, So the pie is not big enough. Bryce Young doesn't make enough plays, doesn't give them enough drives, doesn't create enough first downs or get enough touchdowns to make this a – offense in which you want multiple pieces of on to their thursday night opponent the chicago bears and it is officially deonta foreman revenge week that's right 
He who was a healthy scratch for multiple weeks to start the season has become kind of-ish a bell cow for the uh, Bears. I don't expect him to finish the season that way, but I think you still get a uh, you know mid-teens kind of uh, RB2 type start this week out of him. Looks like it's going to be one more week of uh, Tyler Bajant, who um, if he has one true love, I think it might be Cole Komet. Uh, getting just an insane amount of usage, uh, 20% target share for multiple weeks now, and that will absolutely keep the home fires burning at tight end. Uh, anything else from the Chicago Bears? I mean, i just love to see what DJ Moore could have done with Justin Fields healthy all season, just flatlined the last four weeks. Uh, wide receiver 33, wide receiver 19, wide receiver 44, wide receiver 34. Just kind of killed his season. The end of the year, you're going to look back and go, hey, DJ Moore had a crappy year. And I'm going to go, I don't know, man. Those those two weeks where he was like the best player in football were pretty cool. And maybe we could – and they were back-to-back weeks, so it looked like they were building on something. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's going to affect the rankings because he's got, not going to show up high on list because he didn't score a lot of points because he had a backup quarterback that shouldn't be playing in the NFL. And, uh, and Tyson Badgett it's Tyson, right? Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's going to suck. Um, or maybe Tyler Badgett. I don't give a shit. I'm never going to learn it. It's uh, just... His dad is one of them and I think he's the other one. Okay. Gotcha. That's why it's confusing. Um, yeah, I, it's fucking awful with this offense right now. Uh, and very disappointing that Roshan Johnson can't take the reins. Um, but yeah, what a great Thursday night football match we're about to watch. Um, I think, there's one league that I'm between Debo and DJ Moore on. They're both kind of in that, you know, high-ish wide receiver three, lower wide receiver two range. Do you have a lean either way on that? Who do the Niners have this week? Niners have one moment, please. I'd probably take. Uh, I'm, they I'd are take at Debo. Jacksonville. I take Debo. DJ Moore hasn't been usable in the in the Bajant era. Um, yeah, I'm, this game's going to be nine to 15 uh and they're gonna throw rocks at each other for a couple hours and then they're gonna go home um and someone's gonna earn a w from it um so yeah who wants to tank harder i think this that's the question tonight uh it will not benefit the panthers because i don't think they have a uh, first round pick this year they don't it's over there hope you enjoy bryce young it's on the other sideline uh all right speaking of mud fights to the dallas cowboys and we finally for now two straight weeks see them operating the type of offense that i think we were hoping they would start the season with which is Aaron that mf are out finally go really high pass rate over expectation which turns cd lamb into an apex predator um finally seeing dalton schultz on the tight end one radar and all anybody wants to talk about is I mean, in the real football world is oh, Jake okay. Ferguson. Exactly. Jake Ferguson. You said Dalton. I did Dalton say Dalton Schultz. Schultz. I'm sorry. Jake Ferguson. <laughs> um, all right. Let's reset. Yeah. All anybody <laughs> wants to talk about in the, in the real football world is how uh, the Cowboys choked again. I, I do think Mike McCarthy's play calling is reeling its ugly head, but also in the fantasy football world, how Tony Pollard is a bust at the start of the second round. And I'm not sure that I'm quite there yet i'm i think i'm willing to go down with the ship still getting a lot of great usage uh would have had a touchdown last week if not for one of the weirder fouls i've ever seen uh mm-hmm. recently apparently the uh, uh was an offensive lineman didn't yeah, declare himself tackle didn't declare himself eligible which he did because dak like looked at the official and confirmed he's eligible 
and then they said he wasn't or something. And then, yeah, Tony gets the one-headed diving touchdown. But hold on, let's do this over again because you guys clearly violated the spirit of the game. The uh, the schedule is opening up really nicely for Tony Pollard. So if you've got a guy who's frustrated with him, I still think he is a low-end wide receiver, not wide receiver, a running back one for the rest of the season, but certainly looks like the, the tippy top end of the position is out of reach for him. Yeah, I think the performance and the advanced stats have not been kind with Tony Pollard this season in terms of, you know, runs over 10 yards, explosives across the board, catching the football. Um, but I'm willing, he's one of these dudes that I'm willing to say, like, the story of his season will be written in the next eight weeks um, or next seven weeks of, of the Cowboys season. That's, that's all you're going to remember. You're not going to look back at these game lines and go like, and nitpick them. You're probably just going to look at where he finished each week, which he has a RB five, 14, 12 and 10 finish in there. Um, but if he catches fire this last seven weeks here, that's going to propel you into a stratosphere that you didn't think you had on your roster whenever Tony Pollard's kind of flopping around there for a couple months. So um, very few guys, I will say, like, the door is still open, despite not living up to, you know, top five running back billing and top five running back price um, at this point in the season. But he's definitely won. I think his season, the story of his season is written in the next next month or two. Pat Corain had a uh, phrase he coined uh, before the start of the season called the silent killer scenario, which is um, – a guy who you draft really highly but underperforms but is also not injured. Mm-hmm. So you end up starting him every week, but he underperforms. I think Tony Pollard and Bijan Robinson are topping the list of silent killers for fantasy football 2023. Yeah, much like you can see the most rostered players for teams that like, you know, won their bracket or whatever in the main event. I wish you could see most rostered players for teams that finish like, you know, ninth or tenth or eleventh mm-hmm. or twelfth. Um, I guarantee both those guys are on there because banking something and then drafting off of this being correct will fuck you up if you miss. <laughs> like you're betting hard. You're doubling, you're doubling your bet. You're just taking, here you go, let it ride again. Uh, with Tony Pollard, with Bijan, with, I don't know, almost every running back this season, uh, you probably drafted them as your anchor or as, you know, this is my, my strategy. And it it absolutely fucked you um, thus far, at least. But hopefully you're still afloat. Hopefully you're still above 500 with those players. And maybe they, they catch fire in, in the end of the, uh, the season. To the Detroit Lions. And we have the return of David Montgomery. Yes, he the destroyer of Jameer Gibbs' fantasy football dreams. I think his return, you can slot him back into... Mostly what he was doing before, he's going to get the lion's share, no pun intended, of the goal line work, Um, should be getting a lot of the short down and distance work, should still have Jameer Gibbs getting the vast majority of the passing down, long down and distance work. I'm not really sure kind of what this is going to do. I don't think you can really put the genie back in the bottle uh, after seeing Jameer Gibbs over the past couple of weeks, so you can tick his usage up a couple of notches from what it was at the start of the season. But at the same time, I think David Montgomery is going to be a great bet for a touchdown every week. So I think it kind of moves them both down to the mid to low range running back two uh, group. And if you have both of them on your roster, I think you can start both of them. Yeah, hopefully the Chargers push them and they have a challenging game 
um, where they need to chase the scoreboard a little bit. Um, I I understand the appeal of David Montgomery from you know uh, a football guy from a uh, a kneecap biter perspective, um, but man, I don't know how you can watch what Jameer Gibbs the la- did the last two weeks, and it was consistent, and it was outside of his normal role, um, and it was incredible. Um, I don't know how you can watch that guy do that and then say like, no, thank you. Um, so maybe they do it in a real kind way. They give you a nice gentleman's here's 75% of what we gave you last week. And here you go, David, we really care about you. Um, but also we've watched the lions fuck around pretty hard, um, with, you know, Jamal Adams, Deandre Swift. So maybe they think there's nothing to be changed and we're doing it perfectly right over here in Detroit. Um, as they don't make the playoffs ever. Um, but I don't know. Well, this will this will be a good tell. After this week, will be the freakout. It's not the freakout now. I think the preemptive, like the jump to conclusions, freakout. I think gets you in real deep shit. Whenever you make decisions on it, um, you know that owner in your league too. You definitely know that guy where you can say like, ah, narrative, narrative here, and there's like, yeah, I'm worried about it, and they make a trade off of it. Uh, Jim Carella. Um, so, yeah, that's uh. That's my take on the Gibbs Montgomery. I'll just wait and see what happens this week with those guys. Um, I think Gibbs is going to get the opportunity to do very similar things. Um, and we'll see what Montgomery gets this week. Sticking in the NFC North, we move to the Green Bay Packers. And <sighs> Christian Watson appears to be hurt again with a myriad of injuries. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be on the verge of a lost season for him. He is um, another silent killer type guy. Uh, on the positive front, however, Aaron Jones, 58% of the snaps, 53% of the routes, 24 total touches. He's clearly their best offensive player and they are featuring him. Um, what a novel concept featuring your best offensive player, Arthur Smith. Uh, I think he's kind of on the running back one fringe for me the rest of the season. Yeah, he's old, but, uh, if he's going to produce like this and get this amount of volume, he's going to just fall ass backwards into high end RB two production at worst. Yeah. There's a long track record over this team figuring out how to get Aaron Jones productive touches, whether it's through the air or on the ground. Um, they desperately need peak Aaron Jones to be like, uh, anything above a middling average offense. Um, I put my money where my mouth is right now. And I, I bought Aaron Jones, um, this week, um, in a team that is, you know, I'm not like pushing all my chips into the table, but I'm, also not, um, you know, packing it in for next year. It's a, I have nice picks. I have other people's picks. So I'm, I have no incentive to lose uh, in this league. So Aaron Jones, I acquired him to be an RB two RB three, uh, down the stretch. And, and, uh, I'm expecting pretty big things. Um, I don't know if it's going to be peak Aaron Jones from two to three years ago where he's like a top five running back, but, um, he's a screaming buy to me. Um, that owner is probably very frustrated, probably, drafted him for the safety that he kind of brings of, you know, he's not going to win you the league, but he's not going to screw anything up. Well, he screwed some stuff up for some people by being injured. Um, so I, uh, I'd, I'd buy Aaron, Aaron Jones. The price is probably pretty nice at this moment. Oh yeah. I, I did see you do that. Um, interesting prices. No, the prices were fine. Interesting strategy on that. Uh, you are currently seven and 11 in that league. It's a Mm -hmm. uh, two win per week, um, against the median, uh, league. So all you have are just four straight members of the Corella family tree, uh, standing between you and a playoff spot. I think (laughs) it's doable. 
<laughs> I always like those odds. Like I'll John Wick against all those dudes. That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean that's a league. I have like six of the projected top fifteen picks next year. Are you really up to six? Yeah, I'm up to. I have three firsts and three seconds now. Let go. Um, so I think I have six picks in the top fifteen, but none of them are mine. Right, mm-hmm. and so I have no incentive to lose. I made some trades to acquire some more picks, uh, but it didn't. My team was really deep at wide receiver. I needed a little bit of running back depth. I acquired uh, Aaron Jones. I think I sent well. I sent out Henry in a different trade. I did a lot of shuffling on this roster. There's too much too much to be uh, taken into account. But I found deals in which I was like, oh, I can kind of protect my future. Even if I get some of these aging guys, it doesn't necessarily matter with these six rookies I'm about to have. <laughs> so um, yeah, just investing pretty heavy heavily in the draft while competing at this moment. Um, it's kind of the sweet spot you want to be in in dynasty, and you know, maybe this week I go zero and two, and I get a loss against the opponent, which I have a shitty opponent this week, so I should win. And I think I have a pretty nice starting lineup compared to a lot of the teams that have you know uh, buy situations and things like that or injuries. Um, so I don't know, maybe I go two and up two and zero this week and two and zero the next week, and then I'm like knocking on the door of the playoffs uh, with six of the you know top fifteen picks in the draft next year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fun. I do not have any first round picks in that league for the next two years, but that's all right. You also haven't lost a game, so shut up. 18 and 0, two time defending champ. All right, to the uh, Los Angeles Rams who are on bye this week. Um, I think there's only two brief action items for that team. One is to check if Kyron Williams is on waivers. I saw him hit waivers in a number of short bench leagues that I'm in. Uh, He is trending in the right direction. Should be back, I believe, in week 12 um, because he's still got to serve the four games for going on IR. Uh, And also, let's pour one out for uh, Brett Grippen and Rippen. Mm -hmm. He was released by the team, and they signed Carson Wentz. I read that (laughs) not as a Matt Stafford issue, but more of a admission that Brett Rippon ain't it. Yeah. And that's tough. Whenever you get to a point in the season where you're like, got to rely on the backup that's been here and we've been grooming the entire season and guy just has absolutely nothing. I'd rather sign some dude that's just like hanging out. That's, that's a tough scene, man. I mean, I know the talent level between starting quarterbacks in this league and backup quarterbacks is, I don't know if there's a wider, you know, Delta, maybe between like starting left tackle and backup left tackle, uh, because there just aren't that many humans that can play left tackle at this point. And it's very similar to quarterback. Um, but your plan as an organization is to have somebody that can at least run your offense to just a passable. I mean, think of Cooper rush. Think of all these dudes that come in there and just do. Okay. We're not asking to light it up. You don't gotta be Kurt Warner, but my God, man, Get one start and then get released. That's that's effing tough. <laughs> All right, to the Minnesota Vikings. And speaking of Rams that make you sad, uh, I think it is curtains for Cam Akers who tears his second Achilles. I didn't see if it was the uh, it's the opposite. It's the opposite one. Well, now he's. Balanced. I think he's got. I think he's got an issue. I think he runs. <laughs> I think he runs a fucked up way. Yeah, I mean, the conspiracy theorist in me says that there's there's something going on with all these Achilles being mm-hmm. being snapped lately, but uh, certainly t- horrible luck for uh, Cam, the MF and Ram. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think everybody wants rightly to talk about the miracle that is Josh Dobbs, who, uh, speaking of competent quarterback play, uh, gets off the plane, uh, shakes hands with everybody, gets his uh, uniform fitted, and somehow is managing a competent NFL offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly helps to have um, the bevy of weapons that he uh, gets to throw to, but really impressive from uh, from Josh Dobbs. I think most importantly is the Vikings uh, yesterday opened the 21-day practice window for Justin Jefferson. Uh, just before we started recording, Adam Schefter came out with a tweet that said he is uh, not going to play until he's 100%, uh, which makes it sound like to me he's still uh, 14-ish days away. So you, you might see that 21-day window really extended. Don't think he's going to go this week. Maybe next week. The Vikings do have a week 13 bye coming up. So uh, I don't think he can push it all the way out to week 14. But the good news is, is he is coming back. Yeah, uh, rushing game, obviously, Cam Akers is out. Alexander Madison basically got the same exact pie he got last week. Last week it was four points, this week it's 17. That's one of the most frustrating things about this rushing game, this rushing attack from the Vikings, is there's no predictability and there's no like stability to it. It can flatline in a second. Um, yeah, you mentioned Jefferson coming back. Obviously, that's a game changer. Um, I don't know what his ceiling is with Dobbs. Like, Dobbs targets tight ends more than almost anything um consistently at least in his time in arizona um which brings me to tj hawkinson which look at you bud all the way up to tight end two what a freaking beast um having a great year um bully for you tj hawkinson and then yeah i know the dob story is fun but i'm also like the fuck were y'all doing all week (laughs) (laughs) like like he you traded for him tuesday and there he's in the building wednesday thursday friday saturday what, what what you don't have like a in case of emergency here's 25 plays that Josh Dobbs knows like and I, maybe they did and maybe it's just like they had to do that a couple times to him which happens throughout games pretty constantly anytime the huddle breaks and someone doesn't immediately sprint to their spot it's the quarterback going like hey you're running a seven like cool all right back outside shoulder um because there's just like a lot of shit that goes into an NFL fo- one individual NFL football play but yeah, I was I was kind of I don't I know it makes a fun story and it might be a little exaggerated and uh that's probably what it is but I was also like how jog it to take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday off? Like you got a new quarterback, he could potentially be playing like I don't know, maybe just say, "Hey, do you got 10 plays in you that you know that you're cool with?" Um cuz Jaron Hall, yeah, got a boo-boo on his head pretty quickly and and disappeared, so that dream that dream died so quick. If you bid nine hundred dollars in Jaron Hall, I'm so sorry for you. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cool story. But also, you know, um, felt kind of weird. <laughs> why, why are we doing this? One last thing to touch on with the Vikings. Um, it looks like um, Ty Chandler is now the running back uh, handcuffed to stash. I certainly don't think he would get anything approaching the Alexander Madison workload if uh, Madison were to go down, but looks like the next man up yeah that workload is just trash to begin with <laughs> so that sucks speaking of stolen workloads it looks like Taysom hill has a straw that reaches all the way across the room and he's drinking camara's milkshake 13 routes five targets 11 touches and a passing touchdown he is um i don't even know where he's uh at in the tight end ranks uh this week but he is uh somebody who Tough to trust week to week, but these these spike weeks 
are predictable. So if you're in a two tight end league, if you are in a tough spot at tight end, or maybe you're not at a tough spot at tight end, I think he's played his way into weekly starter range. Uh, also saw Jamal Williams get a decent amount of run here. Um, certainly taking some uh, workload off of Kamara's plate. Maybe they're saving him for the playoffs. But uh, yeah, still still a weird Saints season. It seems like they're kind of sleepwalking through it and they're going to walk into a playoff spot because that division is so weak. What'd you see from the Saints? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if Fantasy Life has... T- they have Taysom Hill on the quarterback page. But then his PPR ranks over here. These can't be right. Like... If, it, if it's right, then he's been a top six quarterback the last four weeks. Nah, no which way. I don't think that's accurate. they got to be ranking him as a tight end. Yeah, but anyway, he's been a top six tight end the last four weeks, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with Taysom Hill. I mean, I, we talked about it at length last week about, like, I think I need to start him. I think I need to start him until this stops because, I don't know, the difference to me between, like, a, you know, shitty kind of throw-around 10-point tight end and someone that's consistently dropping 20 or in that ballpark is so huge for you, um, especially if it's tight in premium, like you mentioned. I mean, I flirted with starting at quarterback in a super flex league where I was down to kind of like the stems. Um, but yeah, that's that's the story of the Saints, which is so funny uh, that everyone wrote off Taysom Hill already. Is He's, he's old, too, which is very funny. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, you want Alave to finally pop off or you want, you hope, the story of his season is yet to be written. And uh, I just don't know if it's ever going to get quite there. It feels like a dude that I'm screaming the same ethos. I was screaming about CD lamb a couple weeks ago. Like, I don't know guys, let's try and get him 15 targets and just see what the fuck happens one game. Um, Cause he's awesome. Like he's just, he's wide receiver 18 on the year, which is a little bit lower than what you drafted him to be. But um, yeah, I hope I hope Olave's season is is the story is is still in the works. Um, and then I didn't see exactly what Kamara did. Let's see, eleven points. Eh. Yeah, Taysom fucked him up. Fucked him up good. Um, but yeah, Saints are you know exactly what you what you think they are. You're starting Kamara. You probably you should start Taysom Hill this week until it stops. Um, and then Olave's a start. And then the other ones you don't really want to start, but sometimes you have to. On to the Giants, who are becoming their own sort of fantasy wasteland with uh, the season-ending ACL tear suffered by Daniel Jones. Uh, The Danny DeVito jokes will continue. Um, He did play better last week. I I still think that no wide receiver is really startable week to week. Uh, If you're you're really desperate, you can throw Wandale in there. I do think... um, What's uh, Daniel Bellinger? Uh, I, I do think he is kind of you know if you're really really down astronomically bad it looks like he's getting kind of a one-for-one type replacement role with um darren waller being out um i think the only player that is startable is saquon barkley who is just going to be force-fed like a foie gras duck targets and carries because he's probably his last year as a giant and he is by far their only competent above replacement level uh option anything else about the giants no, they're going to be chasing. I don't know if we have a a fun line yet for uh, tanking for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Um, have a bad day for Drake May. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we have one for Caleb Williams yet. But that's that's engage engage tank. Crank it up. Get the wheels moving. Uh, Tommy DeVito actually got to throw positive uh, yardage uh, on his A dot uh, last week. Uh, 
was negative 1.5 on his hey dot the first week he played. That's so incredible. Then negative 0.14 yards per attempt. I've never seen that. It's just very funny uh, on seven pass plays. And then week nine, uh, obviously the Raiders kicked the living shit out of them. But uh, he, he threw some. He threw the football forward, which is um, <laughs> cool. I really wish Tyrod didn't get Tyroded. Um, this team would at least be like kind of competent and move the ball and would save your Waller, your Wandale, your um, giant skill players and probably make things a lot easier on Saquon uh, if Tyrod was there. But he is not, and I don't know if he's going to be back this season. They uh, put him on IR, I believe, and then Day Bowles kind of saying, like, I don't know if he'll be back. So that sucks, man. That absolutely sucks for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, have fun with a you know, top three pick next year. On to the hated and feared Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, looks like they uh, are going to be without Dallas Goddard for at least four weeks. Uh, broken forearm, going to require surgery. Um, you know, maybe you can see who's their backup tight end. Uh, don't they have Albert O now? They do have, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could resurrect some value there. Um, that's well, they you- roll up a bunch. Of, they roll out a bunch of dudes that are like refrigerator shaped and like uh-huh. call them tight. Jake Jack Stall. Grant Calcaterra, former uh, Pony. Yep, uh, um, f- former OU Sooner as well. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I think Stoll was in there quite a bit last week. Let's see. Eight routes for him, two for Calcaterra. So, yeah, something called a Jake Stoll uh, is going to give you zero PPR points. Uh, I do think that uh, this is probably good news for Devonta Smith, uh, who has certainly underperformed uh, draft capital and expectations this year as AJ Brown uh, just has gone Super Saiyan. Uh, the targets are going to go somewhere, and uh, you could certainly do worse than Devonta Smith. I don't think there's a whole lot else to talk about the Eagles on their bye. No, I meant to pull the Devonta Smith numbers without Goddard, um, and I don't. I, I remember what it was. It was basically like sixteen, seventeen percent with Goddard was his target percentage, and then without Goddard, I think it was twenty to twenty-one um, in games he's played without Goddard. So. Uh, Devonte Smith's season can still be saved. I mean, he, you know, 17th wide receiver overall, so you're not losing your mind, but it hasn't been pretty. Um, I think, um, that middle of the season, good God, week three through seven was really, really gross for him. Um, but, uh, the tide's turning. So, uh, so ride it whenever it gets here. And then, uh, if you want to kind of get off your DeAndre Swift shares about this time of the season, um, yeah, your boy did, so I'm not going to tell you to do anything I wouldn't do. Um, if you want to cash in, if you want to go to the the cage and cash that that uh, that uh, that ticket in, um, I'm not going to judge you for it. If you want to get off this thing, he just hasn't looked very good, and he's been fumbling a lot, and they just their run game is not quite what you want it to be. Something's just a little off with them. So if you want to cash in DeAndre Swift, go ahead. Yeah, you could probably uh, turn him into a Bijan Robinson, or uh, you probably have to add a little bit, but uh, certainly, certainly would not you know, judge anyone for doing that. Uh, on to the Seattle Seahawks, and it was only forty nine snaps last week, so uh, the pie was awfully tiny. But it was certainly encouraging to see Jackson Smith and Jigba lead the team in targets. I know a lot of that did come in garbage time, but uh, you know the, the drum beats are getting a little louder every week. The production is trending in the right way, just like we want to see it. I think he's a confident flex starter every week. Uh, you also saw um, Zach Charbonnet continue to get significant work. 
uh, eating into uh, Kenneth Walker's uh, backfield there. I do still think he is uh, the RB1 for the team, and that's not really threatened. I think it was more game script dependent type stuff, but uh, certainly certainly not the magical season uh, shaping up for the Seahawks like they had last season. No, not at all. And it kind of looks like a trend whenever you look at Kenneth Walker's um, you know, game logs of week eight, week nine. What are we doing? Seven rush attempts, eight rush attempts. First one was back from injury. This one was a game they weren't even close to being competitive in, and they didn't want to, you know, use him up or use him to an extent that uh, they could get him injured again. So it looks like a trend when in reality I don't really feel like it is. Um, as a Kenneth Walker uh, uh, manager, owner, I, I think better days uh, ahead than what we just saw the last two weeks, but it does come at a odd time and in succession, so you, you get a little little worried. To the San Francisco 49ers coming out of their bye, um, certainly no team in the NFL needed their bye more than them after dropping three straight. Uh, Debo looks to be healthy. Um, he's on track to play. Uh, pretty interesting matchup this week uh, against the Jags, who play a lot of zone on defense, which is the type of matchup that you traditionally see Debo do quite well in. Ayuk is kind of their man beater. Uh, I think it is probably bad news for all of the pass catchers as a whole now with um, Debo coming back. I think that uh, George Kittle becomes a more tentative start. You probably don't have a better option, but uh, you can't certainly count on as much production as you uh, had been enjoying before. Uh, Ayuk, you're still starting every week. CMC, you're still starting every week. I think uh, one of the action items for me on this team is uh, consider uh, adding or buying Brock Purdy because their pass schedule for uh, the second half of the season and especially the next couple of weeks looks really nice. Yeah, I think the questions you're probably looking at as a Kittle owner are probably like maybe you have Kittle and Laporta, maybe you have Kittle and Komet, maybe you have Kittle and Schultz. Uh, I think Schultz I'd start over. I think Laporta I'd start over Kittle. Uh, I don't think I'd start Komet necessarily over him. So you're probably going to have a really tough question uh, come Sunday morning for George Kittle if Debo is fully healthy and a, and a go. Um, but yeah, they kind of just settled into this is life without Debo or one of these guys is out. And, you know, Ayuk is having a decent season. I mean, wide receiver 26 overall, you'd like to see spikier spike weeks. Um, week one was awesome with 33 points and then really hasn't, uh, had a 21 in there, but then the rest of them are kind of just, you know, middling, not enough opportunity to have those spike weeks. So, um, yeah, it's, it's back to, Hey, one of these guys needs to, needs to miss. So the rest of them can eat. And then McCaffrey is getting all of the touchdowns and, you know, five, five, six targets a game. And so it just kind of, it just put a cap on that, on that, the the jar that is the 49ers offense across the board and everything just kind of levels out on to the tampa bay buccaneers who uh really had a probably the game of the week uh last week against the texans and got to feel bad for uh baker mayfield in the offense because they did absolutely everything that they could but uh still come away with a loss uh one of the things that i think is uh actionable for me is doesn't matter what you think about rashad white's talent he's going to get fed and he is uh continues week after week to have just one of the best uh roles in the nfl uh ran 25 uh routes on 33 pass plays got every carry inside the green zone um earned four targets um you know you don't have to be an elite talent with that kind of workload to produce you just have to be replacement level 
Uh, I think the action item for me with that team is if you are, you know, considering, uh, especially in a PPR league or half PPR league, you can definitely ride Rashad white the rest of the season. All of the backups behind him are pretty, pretty mid at best. Um, Baker Mayfield quarterback one last week, uh, certainly is startable, uh, if not a confident start in a two quarterback league and maybe in the right matchup, you could consider him in a one quarterback league. What about, uh, what about, uh, last week stuck out to you for the, the bucks, Kate Otten blow up nine targets, mm-hmm. um, 25, uh, 25 points. He was tied in too, which was pretty cool. Um, for him used him deeper down the field. than I think they ever have, um, 78 air yards for a tight end is pretty cool. Um, almost nine yards, a dot, um, six catchable targets. So there was even potential for more, um, there. So, um, if you are in tight end hell, maybe Kate Otten is your answer that can save you a little bit. Um, yeah. And then the exact opposite of what I thought was going to happen with the bucks and the rushing game, or at least in regards to their running backs. Um, I thought they were just going to like stop running the ball. Um, and just start airing it out to him. But um, kind of the reverse happened. 20 rush attempts for Rashad, um, still getting a healthy amount of targets. Um, but, yeah, the the role is just undeniably good. Um, you can fight it for a week. You can fight it for a couple weeks if you don't like the guy. But, man, it's it's good. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn in regards to Rashad White and Rashad, in regards to um, you know Josh Jacobs and these running backs that – aren't necessarily getting it done at the moment, but have better opportunities than 90% of the field. Um, that's just dumb. That's just bad, bad bets. So uh, learn your lesson on Rashad White, please. And last and eh, kind of least, uh, we have the Washington Commanders who, ah, I mean, good news, John Dotson trending positively, second straight uh fantasy viable week i think he is kind of playing his way onto uh, the radar um terry mclaurin is remains a confident weekly kind of wide receiver three ish uh, but really i think the only guy i want to be playing on this team going forward confidently is the quarterback and that's a rare team where um sam howell is the one guy that i feel like the best about playing this week they spread the ball around a lot all of the running backs are pretty mid I don't know. It's a, it's it's a weird setup there in Washington. Yeah, I mean Terry McLaurin's is going to get you double digit points, and you're like, okay, cool, thanks, bud. Thank you for your service, uh, wide receiver three that I probably drafted as wide receiver two, Terry McLaurin, and yeah, Jahan is the most interesting thing to me. If he start keeps getting eight, nine, eight targets like he has the last three weeks, uh, we can we can make something out of that. We can work with that. Um, so long as uh, Curtis Samuel doesn't play. Um, and then, yeah, if you drafted one of their running backs, you might be stuck starting Brian Robinson as your running back, too, which that's tough. That's a tough scene. Um, but, yeah, Sam Howell is, is a quarterback one. Um, he fooled me for one week whenever he got sacked a thousand times. Um, and I didn't, didn't lose faith, but I was like, damn, man, right after I started uh, noticing how good you were doing, you did that to me. And But last week, what is your or running back or fucking quarterback one? And then this week, quarterback 10. Um, in uh, in an ugly game, so um, yeah, there's some there's some confidence there with Hal. All right, that wraps up the action items for the NFC. Stay tuned for AFC.